new sponsor, new sponsor alert. Guys, I got to tell you about our new sponsor, T-Fury. It's the original pop culture t-shirt destination selling unique designs every day since 2008. I can barely remember that far back. I'm going to have to take their word on that. You can snag their shirts for only 24 hours starting at midnight. Man, I'm talking fast right now. Missing a shirt from the past and want to get it again? Head to the T-Fury gallery where you can buy some old designs still in print and vote on others to come back from the dead. Zombie style. Every two to four weeks, T-Fury adds more designs to their gallery, so be sure to keep an eye out for the return of your favorite shirts. T-Fury shirts cover all your favorite topics and fandoms nerds i am talking to you they've got everything from gaming sci-fi anime tv movies pop culture and more i can't imagine what the more is i feel like they covered everything just then their t-shirts change daily so check back as often as you'd like also don't forget about the t-fury after hour sale if you miss the day shirt by only a little they keep the sale going into the wee hours of the morning just for you i can only imagine that means thousands upon thousands of t-shirt employees waiting for you to place an order please make their night it sounds super depressing waiting up alone when a sale's going on. This December, T-Fury has some awesome shirts that'll make great gifts for the pop culture enthusiast in your life. Uh, If you're like me, that basically means that every website I go on to thinking I'm looking for gifts for other people, I just end up buying stuff for myself. Uh, Check out T-Fury.com. See what today's shirt is all about. T-Fury, here comes their slogan. I'm going to turn it into a song. Wear your art on your sleeve, on your sleeve. Hey guys, welcome to episode 90 of the JV Club with my wonderful guest, Danielle Koenig, uh, a friend I have known for uh, quite some time, also married to the charming and delightful Jimmy Pardo, uh, whose podcast, Never Not Funny, is one of my favorites. Uh, I wanted to quickly say, you know, <clears throat> I this, <laughs> this is sort of stuck in my craw and uh, I don't usually care about stuff like this, but someone just, uh, a couple of people had said to me like, hey, why doesn't the Onion AV Club review you, uh, hasn't reviewed you for the last couple of months. Um, you were always one of their top picks. And I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't feel that the podcast has suffered in quality in any way. Maybe they're just taking a break and focusing on some new podcasts. But I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I do think that uh, those those reviews from the, the AV Club help. And uh, if you feel like you want to tweet the AV Club or write them or contact them in some way and say like, hey, we miss seeing those write-ups for the JV Club, I mean, I welcome you to do so. I feel kind of gross saying that, but um, I'm terrible at self-promotion. So I'm just sort of trying to... Uh, do things that I think like I, I put myself in the sh- shoes of somebody who's really smart about stuff like that. And, uh, I'm trying to, to emulate what I think they would do. So, you know, if you want to make some noise about, um, getting me back on there, uh, I, I would say, please do. Um, what else did I want to say? I wanted to, uh, remind you that you have the opportunity to support Melissa McDaniel's fine photography, as well as, uh, a, an animal charity organization. I'm probably just going to do the SPC a, um, unless somebody has strong feelings about another specific animal charity that I should be, uh, donating to via Melissa. Um, but again, uh, oh no, Melissa, I've done it again. I have your email as, or your website is melissamcdaniel.com, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-McDaniel.com. I know it takes people to the right page, but I also know that you sent me an updated link and I don't have it in front of me. Woo! This is one of the most scattered intros I think I've ever done. Guys, I can tell you straight away, it is because SF Sketchfest is all I think about day und night. Um, but we have put our lineup on our homepage, 
sfsketchfest.com. It is in San Francisco from January 23rd to February 9th. And um, it's a pretty extraordinary lineup. I welcome you to come visit me. I was going to do a JV Club live there, but when I took a look at what our schedule is, I think that's going to be too much for me to try to take on. So uh, at this point, I'm kind of sitting out a year uh, with a live podcast. Um, but uh, we do have a, a bunch of really, really exciting stuff. We're doing a tribute to Key and Peele. We have Tenacious D. We're doing a tribute to them, uh, a tribute to Alan Arkin. He's going to be teaching a workshop. Um, a bunch of uh, favorite people uh, that have come to the festival year after year. Um, just a lot of really cool stuff. Super proud of it. Super proud of my partners, Dave and Cole. But uh, we are all zombies, and all we do and think about is is this festival. So that uh, I wanted to give myself the... Um, the uh, excuse. See, I couldn't even think of the word excuse because it doesn't involve Sketchfest. Um, I want to thank Kathy M for sending me that very cool uh, YouTube uh, clip on the new invisible helmet invention. I'm excited to see what happens with that. Emmett, I want to thank you for your Facebook message. Uh, on Beth's Nerdist page, I want to thank Nicole, Loving Life, PJ Todd, Lucy, Van Zan, and Alec. And guess who else weighed in there? Beth herself. Uh, so I'm shouting out you, Beth Littleford. I adore you. Um, a, on Twitter, I want to thank Jason M., Matthew G., Rena C., Ken, and Celeste, who I can re- happily report did enjoy Stranger With My Face. Uh, and Rena, I want you to hang in there. You asked for a t- uh, shout out. I want to uh, let you know I'm thinking about you and, uh, and, and I hope you feel better soon. Um, I think think that's it for now guys uh hope you are all doing very well and looking forward to um some holidays coming up pretty soon and uh do be in touch good day now entering nerdist.com That's the first time I've ever started a podcast with just a really low, uh, <laughs> almost like as a an Room emergency <laughs> test. Emergency of the broadcast. Did you get that emergency test on your cell phone the other day? No. Was I Am supposed I crazy? to? I don't know. I think you're crazy, but I'm I not sure. I mean, I'm 100% sure it yeah, happened. Sure. But um, I, the question is, was it like legit? And I forgot all about it until I just made fun what of myself. What do you mean? Was it a, going, a, uh, the phone ring? All of or, a sudden, yeah. my cell phone made the, almost the sound that... Um, the television makes when it's like attached oh, to the emergency uh-huh. broadcast system out of nowhere and i think i was listening to music on it too so it was extra shrill and scary uh-huh. all of a sudden it was like and i looked down i was like oh, and it said like this is this is a te- this is an emergency test from cal blah 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 really and i was like so alarmed and then it happened one other time i mean i guess it's possible that it happened like on my network or something? Or, or I was going to say, oh, yeah, like when I wasn't smart. with my phone yeah, or something. Yeah, during the day, if you were like at work or if you were... Yeah, I don't work, so <laughs> that can't be it. Let's see. I was probably at my computer looking at the internet. No, I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't have maybe heard it. it was, what network are you with? Sprint. Okay, I'm with AT&T, so maybe they're like rolling well, a different... AT&T. <laughs> no, I, don't, I have no idea. That's very I mean, strange. My first thought, honestly, was like, am I getting cell phone spammed right now? But there's no way. It was like a real thing. Wow. It was a real emergency test. And what was the emergency? 
Well, I guess it's just, it's just like if there's an earthquake or something. Right. It does make sense because when you think about it, like we're this is where we live now. I'm holding right. up my phone. Where we live is on our phone. So it does make sense that like if there was a message that needed to get out to everyone in, in some ways, it would be just as effective to do it more through effective. Cell phones right, than through like on the phone. internet yeah. or like on right, a, right, right, you know, right. landline or whatever. But or you could just wait to hear makes you think of like emergencies. Like right. immediately I was tense. Oh my god, like, there What's might happening? be a situation What's that's happening. <laughs> Somewhere something is happening, <laughs> which is probably likely. That's true. Mm. I can't. Live no, like I that. didn't have it, but I look forward to it. I look forward to hearing that shrill it noise. Was very scary. I already have phantom. Like, do you get the phantom ring? Like, where you think you hear your phone? I do, especially because my phone, my ring ringtone is like a song that sometimes like I play anyway. So, baby got back. <laughs> what is it? Yes, it's baby got back. It's an Andrew Bird song. I just like this. I like he. I like this one. Part I'm not cool song. enough to even know who that is. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's. Listen, he's called Andrew Bird. I think because he's like a champion whistler. Um, when what he was a kid? Yeah, but he's like a violin virtuoso. <laughs> he's like a violin virtuoso. Also, he's like a contemporary of like you know he'll be at Largo with like Amy uh, Mann. Okay, and okay, those folks. Uh huh. Um, but he is a bird whistler. Well, he's just a or really good was- whistler. <laughs> whistling <laughs> look, look there's only so many applications you could you could be a football coach or you could be a bird a caller a construction worker a co- construction uh, worker whistles at right all day. you could pretend you're in the 40s and sure. you're hailing a cab or whatever sure. i don't know why that would have to be but sure. so you know you you go where your talents lie correct and you apply them correct and god love him he found listen He's, so, but, so, but he's he's got a beautiful singing voice. He's he's pl- plays great violin. He does like the violin loop where you know it's like the way a guitarist would, where you like build, but you sort of when you're live, you like uh-huh. play one thing on the violin and then you loop that, and so that starts playing, and then you play to yourself. Oh, and so we'll build okay. this beautiful, and then the whistling kind of comes into play with that. <laughs> but you can't whistle while you're violining, right? He probably could. I mean, I wouldn't have passed him. His name's Andrew Bird. I'm just l- trying legally. to think. You're. Head is on your shoulder. He, if anyone can do if it. If anyone can do it, Andrew Bird can. Anyone can do it. His, if there was an emergency and I got an emergency Maybe alert that's what you heard. For a whistle. Maybe you were listening to Andrew Bird. <laughs> oh, that's the warbler or whatever. The blue chested yeah. something. Oh, it would be cool if he like brought in actual bird whistles. But I, it might just be. That would be cool, Janet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really would. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, uh, I think we both know what cool is. I do. That's it. I know. I know. We, we sure do. What we is your ringtone? Is it just a? Is it just some non-cool, non-bird whistle? Uh, it is. It's thing? just some. You know, I don't even know how to like. You can't whistle an impersonation. No, your, I mean, uh, I don't even know how to put a song on as my. Oh, like that's how old and yeah, yeah. out of it I am. So it's just it's just one of whatever but it's the tone one of is. The ringtones. That, it's just one of what? the ones. Yeah. Listen, I have had the same ringtone for probably since the iPhone came out. Okay. It just transfers over every new phone oh, I get. I just got so, an iPhone for the first time. Okay. So you, I finally. I'm still, I'm still winning this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was trying to say because I don't know if I would know how to do it now. I feel like I think I feel like. I was oh no, like, it's oh, part cool of you now. Different. You have to have it. Yeah. I um didn't want the touch screen because even though I have the world's tiniest fingers i'm a clawed when yeah. it comes to uh, and so yeah i just, just like eating at it with your fist. right so but anyway i gave in because my phones weren't working so yeah. i finally got an iphone but and how I, do you feel now because don't you feel like i mean that well, really is a glorious i enjoy it very toy, much right I mean, it's very it's fun so lovely and the spell check i mean because i get every word wrong yeah. like every other word <laughs> is completely wrong yeah but they know 
not just if it looks like the word, but if it's the letters near the letters yeah. that would spell that word. Like if every letter is off, they know what word Isn't it is. Fascinating. So I'm golden. Most of the time I'm fine. How would you like to be the person that is responsible for right. like, okay, well this idiot types <laughs> and that yeah. of course means sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That seems like a boring yet a job where you could yeah. pretty much convince yourself you are a hero. <laughs> in some ways you are. <laughs> to me that person saving to me that person's a hero yeah, yeah. <laughs> i always joke that like my mom my mom's emails emails on a computer yeah it's like a they don't own a cat but it's as if a cat just walked across the screen <laughs> uh, walked across the keyboard because she doesn't because she doesn't spell check or correct anything or there's no punctuation there's punctuation where there shouldn't be there's misspelled words there's there's incomplete sentences so i she'll be like so or she'll be like We'll go to there or dot, 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 question mark. And I guess that's supposed to mean we'll figure something out. Yeah. But like, that's even a bad example. But mostly it's just. That sounds like maybe something I would do. But it's just like random. It's It's like she types like she talks. So it's incomplete thoughts and uh, (laughs) like responses to things that haven't been asked. (laughs) Like it just doesn't make any sense. And then like a you know, reference to the studio club that she lived right, in in right? the 50s. I don't know. <laughs> just like weird. But honestly, there's just so many misspellings. And from her computer. I'm glad you called that out because I feel like oh, no, I, it's, I have she's people just that I get idiot. really bad yeah. texts from where you're like, yeah. oh, they're not right. thinking this through at right. all. No, but no, if no. you're sitting down at a computer, it she feels ch- like you put in more effort. No, she's just like, <laughs> I think she puts on like oven mitts and starts typing because there's no well, she probably keeps precision. Them on all the time because women belong in the kitchen. Sh- exactly. And not in front of technology. She, you know what I realized the other day? I don't know. It just occurred to me. It's sort of adorable, but like even if she's just pouring a cup of tea or putting cookies on a plate, she'll put on her apron. Are you serious? Yeah. That's pretty adorable. It's pretty adorable. And it's not like she's some, you know, huge cook who loves being in the kitchen or something. It's just that I just noticed it. But I guess it's because she's a slob. <laughs> I am too. I am like, too. I probably should wear. I should we wear were, a bib. No we were talking earlier doing. about spilling things. Yeah. Before we, I um, regularly will find chocolate just on my car seat, just everywhere. Oh, for sure. I, I'm a child, so I have to eat chocolate every day. Understood. Understood. And supported. Yeah. And then I'll like find it. What about on your couch? Because you're sitting I on what I like to have... call the mustard couch. Oh, is this the because mustard couch? I somehow get mustard on that couch like every oh, day. What are you eating with mustard? Just like a I mustard sandwich? Like, <laughs> I love no, mustard. No, no, no. There's no bread. Just mustard. No, just mustard. Just uh, squeeze just it shots of mustard. You know how people go to the fridge and get a whipped cream and sure. they just yeah, yeah, whipped yeah, cream yeah. in the mouth. Sure. Just, oh, I need something savory. Yeah. Yeah. I eat a lot of mustard. And, um, I do love mustard. And I do like somehow it just because dri- I don't really yeah. eat that many sandwiches but I because I I don't eat a lot of like gluten-free bread I, I still I know that like there's really good gluten-free bread but now uh-huh. I'm out of the habit of it and so I'll do a lot of like lettuce wraps or like oh, so they're super messy stuff that I'm dipping into dip or like there's right. hummus hummus is another oh, thing that ends hum- up on that couch hummus all the time. is my hummus it's, and chocolate I eat every day right I mean right. I definitely eat hummus every day yeah me too. so just anything like that well this is <laughs> something that I also do with my hummus is I I enjoy the tartness of mustard so much that I now mix a little bit of uh, of mustard, like jalapeno mustard, in with red pepper hummus. Wow. It's like my new favorite thing. That is another Pretty level of hummus. Yeah, and mustard. And mustard. Jalapeno yeah. mustard. I've never even heard of that. They have it at Whole Foods. I'm a big fan. But it's, right. too, it's too spicy on its own. So I like to cut it with something. And the, and the thing you cut it with is red pepper hummus. Red pepper hummus. It's kind of sweet yeah. and like uh, soothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would put on the 
hurt on myself if I got hurt. If you got a burn. <laughs> exactly. It's good for snacks or <laughs> flesh wounds. Exactly. Or just major, major body yeah. trauma. So like there was a time period where I was like finding food in my son's hair and that I had dropped there. <laughs> like that's just terrific. like he's on my lap and I'm just like dropping <laughs> chocolate on his head. That's but yeah. Don't you feel like that's better for him? And the I mean, I don't know if it's better or worse for him, but in the sense that like, at least, you know, you're not one of those moms. that's like, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Get all well, over. Or last, I, I actually felt last night. Sometimes I let him eat dinner from the TV on the weekends, like if we're watching a movie or something. So he was doing that and he has this wooden chair and he tips back in it constantly, mm-hmm. constantly. And he's eating food and he's such a slob anyway. And I'm like constantly telling him, stop tipping back in the chair. Stop t- tipping back in the chair. And then yesterday, oh, he spilled something and then he he wiped it on the napkin. And I was like, well, now the napkin isn't usable. You should have wiped it on. And then he just kind of gave me a look and I said, stop criticizing me, right, mom? And he, go, <laughs> and he goes, yes. And I'm like, you're right. You know, like I had to catch myself. Yeah. So I am a little bit naggy, yeah. but... So Oliver, for everyone who doesn't know, is 17 oh. years old. Yeah, he's so 17. He sits on my it's lap. Such a joke I my dad know. Would make. It's yeah, such a I dad know. Joke. It's, yeah, it's uh, a dad. His, well, no, it's a joke. His dad makes. But tell uh, tell everybody how old Oliver he's is. He's six. Because, yeah. So Oliver's six. I can't believe he's six. I know. Um, it's crazy. Daniel has, Daniel's husband is the marvelous Jimmy Pardo. I've talked about him on the podcast before. I'm sure. Uh, one of my favorite people. Um, and uh, mine as well. Uh, uh, that's good news. <laughs> that's very good news. And I would say one of my favorite families for a family I never Aww. see. I love you guys. Guys, I love We're you guys pretty. I know you're pretty adorable. Like we make a good public appearance. Oh, you definitely <laughs> I mean, do. Remember when I ran shit into breaks you at down the behind doors? Uh, yes, I do. Oh man, I do. That was a while what ago. But family. Yeah, that was a long. Yeah, time yeah, ago. yeah. But I'm Oliver's like four at that time. Yeah. It was it in Barnes and Noble. I think it was outside of something, and then okay. somehow we went into like Pottery Barn Kids or something. Okay. I feel yeah, like yeah, I remember yeah. Oliver playing and being real cute with like a lot of things that he was playing. Yeah, he's he's pretty cute. He's yeah. also a nightmare, but he's you know he's well, adorable. That's childhood. Yeah, that's six apparently. <sighs> six. Well, but it's, there's like a thing for every age. Well, it's just that at this age, I'm finding uh, he is, um, <laughs> as my therapist put it yesterday, <laughs> Friday. Um, you're realizing he's not you. And that's what it is. So it's yeah. like... And is he also realizing he's not you guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's very individual and he's got his own personality and he's kind of... I, I mean, he's you hilarious. You both have like super strong personalities. Right. Like, that's what I... You know, I right. love that you have like very specific points of view and you know who you are. I think so. A lot of people in this town yeah. don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. You know who you are. You're not going to morph to be something... No. You know what I mean? Yes, that's... That's a good way. Of, that's a positive way of putting it. Right. But um, cause sometimes I feel like, oh, you know, I, I mean, I analyze a lot, you know, like, oh, I wish I were this way or I wish I were more this. But I think I, I just too. am. I think we all do. You know? I think we're all really difficult, but we all want to think that we're not difficult. But like sometimes right. if it's, it's better for everyone, if we just all admit to ourselves, like, you know what? I'm difficult in the sense <laughs> that. Right. I am who I am. Yeah. We get to be who we are. And like, we're difficult at different ages for different reasons. Right. In our 20s, maybe we're like laissez-faire about like, and then I just took my backpack and went to Europe or whatever. Right. And now if you're in your 30s and you're like, ah, and then you're in your 40s, you're like, I don't know if I, I need a right. nice bed where I don't. Right. <laughs> right, right. But like, when you're in your 20s, you're totally difficult for different reasons. Like you're probably yeah. more emotionally difficult because yes. everything's a bigger, you know what I mean? Everything, yes, exactly. But it's hard because we all want to feel like we're super compatible with everyone or we're really easy to get along with. Yeah. And we're probably all yeah. not in a lot of ways. I think I just, I think what it is is just I'm too concerned with, I'm still, even at this age, still too concerned with 
perceptions and and uh, I find that even in parenting, you know, like, oh, I get embarrassed or I like a, I feel apologetic or instead of just, you know, being sort of strong in myself and whatever. Anyway, but my point in bringing that up was that the differences that Oliver has where he's um, not so sensitive to others, I thought I tried to spin it in a positive way. And actually, I wasn't spinning it. I actually it was a realization. I was like, well, you know what? Maybe he won't be so uh, concerned with is everything okay? Yeah, you no, look no, no. concerned. Just, no, the, I, every once in a while, I just like to because I don't have a producer. I just like to check in, just okay. make sure. Like I look down at the things. I'm like, yep, everything's recording great. You're so, like, yeah, Tetris game still I'm on. <laughs> just checking my email. Yeah, no, no, just, I just because I don't have a producer, I just look at the, the bandwidth, like the bandwidth. Oh, okay. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know how this works. I know how to turn on my computer, computer. (laughs) but I see that both of our voices are making a difference on the thing. So I know everything's fine, but that's every every once in a while, like two times I've had audio issues where I didn't recognize that it was happening in the moment. And so like afterwards, I was processing it. Yeah. I was like, (gasps) so I just always like to be a little careful to make sure I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, So your positive spin on Oliver being potentially less sensitive to certain things. It's just that maybe he won't be so concerned with what other people think. And maybe that's actually a good thing. And instead of like, I was looking at it as like, Oh, I wish my child were more empathetic. I wish he were more, you know, but Yes, I still wish those things, but if it gives him a little tougher shell and he's, you know, not so dependent on what other people think of him or, you know what, maybe that's a nice trade-off and, you know, I just have to steer him in the best direction I can. Yeah. So well, that's such a tough question too about just in terms of like the curiosity of where that comes from because I feel like you and Jimmy are both like aware as I, know, I am of what other people are feeling. That's and why it's and so uh, peculiar to us yeah. <laughs> that he's not that. And you do. And so is the, is the, the mindset of others isn't like, Oh, this is six or like, this is part of a phase or he's just kind of always been like that. Like, well, no, he's always been like that. Yeah. He's always been like that. He's always been just like, um, he's not like a kid will run up and hug you. He's not like, you know, he, he's not like he's social with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually even then he'll like be a little reticent and then he'll get, you know, he just needs to be in his comfort zone, which mm-hmm. is totally normal, of course. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's not like particularly sensitive or. Were you like a really sensitive oh, child yeah. at his age? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Did you cry easily and stuff? Like, um, that kind of stuff? yeah. I'm saying of speaking to someone, yes. no one will be surprised to hear that. <laughs> It's like my parents called me Sarah Bernhardt because like everything Seriously? the end of the world. And oh like, my God. I, I was, wish they'd call me Sandra Bernhardt. That would have been That would have been even better. Oh, you're tall and gawky. Yeah. And, and by the way, strange. guys, I did not know who Sarah Bernhardt was either. And well, neither pretty... did my parents. Like, that's really, you know what I mean? They're not making a contemporary <laughs> they just knew reference. The reference. Like someone like... from forever right. ago who was like a melodrama right. actress. But my parents are both very cultured and, and were both teachers. <clears throat> and so emails from either one of them would be would be the opposite of your of your mom's like I get really uncomfortable just dashing off an email to my dad <laughs> oh because, because he'll I, criticize he your absolutely correct oh, really his mind. I know I'm disappointing him every time I'm like but are you really or is that and, just me and your, him or whatever me and- <laughs> you know I probably wouldn't say that but, but listen, is that your perception or do you think he actually I'm 100% like, sure. oh really because he's the kind of person who would like you correct know. you in the middle of like an impassioned speech oh. like he can't you know it's like Ooh, like oh, impulsive like that if you is... were saying like and i and i guess i feel like when grandma died you know uh, me and her had a talk that well he'd be like 
she and I like he wouldn't wow. be like yeah there's a little wow. I mean not to that right. maybe not he's a, he's a, it's just he was an English teacher yeah for 25 years okay so that stuff is just hard hardwired did he ask you to footnote your speeches and- he probably <laughs> would be I did give a speech for him recently um for this thing that he was like awarded or whatever in Tucson and I wrote the speech and then my dad loved the speech and so he asked me for a copy of the speech but then I was I agonized over and he took well, a red pen to it print. yeah, yeah right. now it's in print so I have to make sure it's like perfect and I, oh. so I put time into that that I absolutely did not have just oh my to God. like super carefully edited that's hilarious and, yeah no that's that's really funny but were you worried about like p- pleasing your parents too as a sensitive child and where did you, and let's, I guess we should get into some context too when I ask those questions. Um, I was and still have the like, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but I need to do everything right. Like I'm very self-critical and I always have been about getting things right or like, oh, I screwed up. I, you know, I'm not good at um, just letting myself off the hook being or being like, what the fuck? It's all right. You know, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, I've gotten better, certainly, but I was very stressed out little kid. And did you feel like that came from somewhere or was it like just part of your genes? So I think it probably was my genes, but I also think, um, uh, sorry, I had a, I was going through a, like, should I make a jeans joke? <laughs> And then I rejected it and I really shouldn't have even mentioned that I was going to do a jeans joke. The jeans would have been hand-me-downs for my brother that were too big and boy jeans. Um, anyway, so stupid. So um, I think it was the sort of thing where like my parents were fighting all the time. My brother was troubled and um, he was the one who was like, I guess more of the screw up. He really wasn't a screw up, but like, so my role I took on was that I was perfect. So and my parents did not put pressure on me in that way. And they would, I remember in real time, they would say to, say to me, like, we don't do this to you. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And of course, I didn't have an answer. But I think I was just like, well, that's my, that's what I have control over. You know, some people become anorexic Absolutely because that's how they have exercised their control. They feel like the whole world is spinning. So, you know, the thing they can control is their food intake. So I think it was just like, well, this is my role. I'm the perfect child. I get straight A's. I don't do anything wrong. I, you know, da, da, da. so, um, and you, like you said, if your parents were fighting a bunch and your, and your brother had sort of taken on the role of being more vocal about whatever was right. going on with him and his feelings. Yeah. It also feels like it's pretty natural for like, ju- even if it's just one member in the family to try to be the peacekeeper in some way, Total, whether that's like right. staying hidden by being perfect or actually right. trying to mediate yeah, or yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. being the funny one, you know what I mean? I was that too. I was, yeah. I was the funny one and I was the, I also felt like from a very early age, like I'm the only one who understands this family's dynamics. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was, while I was within it, I also felt like I was sort of looking not to be too like grandiose in my analysis here, but just that I was kind of like, oh, I get what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're doing. And this is what you're doing. And this is what I'm doing. And I even know it, but I can't stop it. Yeah. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, so but yeah, that makes sense too. That goes part and parcel. It's not grandiose because it goes part and parcel with that. Like the way you tried to exercise control is also right. like the, an- the analysis, right? There's, right. Because I, I totally get that too. It's like, if I can just look at this with my brain, uh-huh. somehow I'll right. be able I'll to like it. work through my feelings about it. Right. And sometimes that works and sometimes you have to surrender a little bit more, but. Right. It took me a long time to sort of learn to 
not be perfect. And I'm certainly yeah. not perfect in almost anything, but I do still beat myself up a lot. Like, especially with parenting boy, oh boy, is that a minefield for someone like me? It's just like, Oh, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. And I also think I do a lot of things great as a parent. Good, good, so good. like, I can recognize that. Um, but boy, oh boy, if he has a bad day, then I'm like, fuck, yeah. I've been doing something wrong. You know, I just like, it's, it's hard not to be myself I remember myself that up. coming from my dad a lot too, which makes you like wonder if, like how that affects a child. Cause I don't, like, I don't feel like my dad definitely, I, I remember times when like we would have a huge blowout because he, I'm sure was so stressed from the divorce and stuff uh-huh. and like whatever. And like, <clears throat> Yeah, there were so many times where he would like get really sad at the end and be like, I feel like I'm totally failing as a dad, uh, which probably you shouldn't say to your child. Right. Like, no, all, Don't show all your cards to, to my dad. Right. But because he was like raising me kind of alone at that point right. and there was just him and me, he, I feel like that was his, and I feel like I would do the same thing. I would try to extend that olive branch as a way to like, Right, Heal and you're, with be- with you're your becoming kid. the parent, too, yeah, because you're yeah, like, but yeah, consoling but, your dad, yeah, right. And I don't want to do that to my son because yeah. I for sure did that with my parents. Like, tried to. I mean, the big joke in our family is that, like, whenever my brother or I had a problem, which was often, <clears throat> you know, my dad's way of making us feel better was to tell us how shitty his childhood was. Mm. You know, like, it, it, not in like you think you had it bad. Listen to me, but in a like empathizing as if we're on the same level and that's not what you want to hear as a kid you want to hear it's going to get better you don't want to hear well you come from a a long line of depressed fucked up people and good luck to you you know that was sort of how we took it so it was like super not helpful and your dad is uh was not born in the united states oh yeah he was he was yeah he was Mm -hmm. i didn't know that i don't know why i thought that he wasn't you thought he was born in russia or something i guess no he uh was born in here he was okay. born in Chicago, actually, and grew up in New York. I don't know why I thought that you were like first generation American. No oh, it's probably why. just because I'm so ethnic looking. I'm more ethnic looking than my parents. That's it. Which always that's was a fun, it. fun thing growing that's up. That's definitely it. Um, yeah, no, no, no. He, my both, yeah, he was born here. Okay. Yeah. He just did a really great accent. He just did a show. really good accent on uh, <laughs> Star Trek. But actually, apparently he didn't do a great accent, but we always thought he did. I always yeah. thought he did, but he's been told that, no, he didn't. We just assumed, you just, that especially... Yeah, like you just take you take everything at face value when right. you're younger for sure. But yeah, I just never. But his parents yeah. spoke Russian. Okay, I mean, you know, he was he was first generation. Okay, so so I just got it. I'm you one just generation one generation off. off. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, but uh, yeah. So and so his, but so he still had like he had it rough enough that he needed you to know that he had it rough so that you didn't feel like yes, yeah, so that you know, yeah. like he, he would. I think my dad's sort of thing was that he was trying to relate to me as a friend and I guess a lot of moms do that with their daughters my mom and I did not have that relationship um but I I kind of guess I did with my dad like he was my friend and I guess that was good in a sense but I think it just also maybe brought me down a little bit like you know like aren't you supposed to be the authority figure and you're kind of like he really was more my friend, I guess, than... Uh, it's not. It's definitely not all bad, I mean. So was she more... So your mom was more the disciplinarian of the family? No. I, I Honestly, I didn't require a lot of discipline. I yeah. was very... You were self-disciplined. I was clearly. very self-disciplined. And also, I was in ballet since I was five. So <sighs> I went to yeah. ballet class, you know, five or six times a week. And did you feel... Did you love it? Did you feel passionate about it? Was it I hard? I think I felt passionate about it. I wasn't 
as good as I needed to be, which was very another very difficult self-imposed thing. Yeah. Like maybe you should quit and pursue something else. But like I just kept doing it, kept doing it, and kept doing it. And I worked hard. I just wasn't good enough. And uh, and it's hard when that's just like an imperial fact. Like there are just some yes. things about physical limitations, limitations, yes. and you know, yeah, stuff that like it doesn't matter how hard you work, you just may not be able to do that yes. thing and that's and it's why it's really drives, hard to understand yes. that and that yeah, yeah that's why it's so and that's why it drives me crazy when i hear people say you can be anything you want to be it really drives me crazy i think it's not fair i don't think everyone can be the president of the united states i don't think everyone can be a prima ballerina yeah. like you have to find what you're good at that's maybe a better different yeah. way of saying it it's like you don't have to be anything and right. you don't have to put the the expectation on yourself that you can be anything. Right. You should just find the, exactly right. what you said, find what, right. you, what really makes you happy yeah. that you're excited about shining in. Yes. I mean, I, you know, my social life was ballet, as sad as that is. All, you know, all my friends were from ballet. Or not all of them, but, you know, my you know, two of my best friends I danced with when I was five and six years old, um, who are still my best friends. Um, and I wanted to be good and I enjoyed it. I must have enjoyed it to some extent, but it was a lot of frustration and disappointment. It was yeah. just like a lot of like extra tears that probably didn't need to be, you know, yeah. there. That just seems like it's such an added amount of, I just didn't it have really anything was. like that when I was no. that age. I didn't have anything that like, I was constantly checking in with and being measured against uh-huh. other people or right. just empirical, again, empirical right. and you value. Can, and you're seeing it yourself. And it's also your body. You know, that's another thing. You have to constantly Boy. look in the mirror. Yeah. And I was never, I mean, as a kid, I was always very skinny. Yeah. So that wasn't really a thing, but it's more like seeing, oh, your feet aren't really looking the right way. And I'm trying to look like that, but I know I don't. It's not like I'm delusional. Like, that's why I always am shocked by like American Idol and, shows like that where it's like aren't these people self-critical like I don't understand how you cannot know your I mean I guess maybe your voice is different because you're not seeing it in a mirror (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like how do you not know your limitations it's just I mean one would say a lot of people have succeeded by not knowing their limitations yeah despite their maybe lack of talent yeah so it can work for sure yeah not in something like ballet but acting or singing you know people yeah. get away with a lot of subpar yeah, confidence goes a long confidence way, goes right? a long way confidence goes a really long yeah. way i think i do feel envious i mean i'm sure i've said it on the podcast before how envious i feel of of people who are just like innately confident I don't know, I just, yeah yeah i guess i'll just be amazing i guess i'll just be successful at this yeah like, <laughs> and know. then you just went and then you just were right i don't understand <laughs> what does that feel like how's that feel right. well i always look at people like that and i'm like well so you're either gonna be complete failure or you're going to be more successful than any of the rest of us because you have some sort of blind um, faith in yourself. Yeah. Maybe based on nothing. Well, this brings me back to Oliver for a second, which is, does he feel, is he, I mean, I know you talked about like maybe having a little bit less awareness of like, you know, worrying about what other people think of him, but is he, does he seem to have like, is he criticized, is is he critical of himself or is he like, does he have like self-confidence and self-love? I think he has a lot as of, much as you can in that way for yeah he, he'll he have he'll have sometimes misplaced confidence uh-huh. where he'll be like I uh I already know how to play the guitar like Oliver do you want to take guitar lessons I know how to play the guitar 
He has zero <laughs> knowledge of how to play the guitar. He can pick it up and strum. Uh-huh. So he thinks he knows that. Or That's like amazing. he took chess class last year. I'm like, oh, do you want to take chess again? No, I already know how to play. I'm already great. I mean, he beats us, but oh wow, that's just because we're idiots. That doesn't yeah, mean I'm, he's good necessarily. That's so cool. Um, but like, there is a sort of like hilarious, like, oh yeah, I'm just good at that. But then, like yesterday, he had a carnival at school and they had to sing. And I, on the way home, it was like a whole festival, so it was really fun. And on the way home, I was like, you know, I really enjoyed your song. I thought that was so much fun. They sang it as a class. It wasn't. And he said, I had stage fright and I wasn't good and I messed up. I was like, you didn't mess that up at all. What are you talking about? Hmm. And then I thought maybe he was doing it for attention, like trying to make me feel bad for him because uh-huh. he does that sometimes. And then we watched it and we were like, you're great. Like, what are you talking about? He knew he was fine. He just, oh, he I don't really. know. But he's mostly confident. I mean, I'm sure there's some, all kids have some sort of insecurity. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, sometimes I think he puts on a bravado it's kind of funny. He's like puts on a little macho so bravado cute. thing yeah. to sort of cover it. But, um, and he's already knows the power of humor and he's already like on his way to being <laughs> obnoxious and or funny. I'm not sure yeah. which yet, but um, no, he's really, <laughs> he's really funny. He's really funny. I, we, I, we were trying so hard to remember the last time I did the podcast, not podcast-a-thon, but the last time I did the podcast, I couldn't remember the thing that I loved so much from when he was really little. And, uh-huh. we, and then we remembered it, I think, after we did the podcast, which was how much I loved that just when that Jimmy and you were like, do you know what it, Oliver, do you know what a joke is? <laughs> right. Funny words. So great. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that was so telling. Like, oh, I know. He's going to be fine. Oh, he is. He's funny and he gets it. And, um, you know, if he doesn't get it, he'll tell me he doesn't get it usually. Or he'll laugh. And he'll look at me and I'm like, do you know why that was funny? No. And so I will explain it to him. But um, yeah, he's pretty hilarious. Oh, sorry. So I should go back and say that. Well, so this, uh, the ballet and stuff, all of that was taking place here in Los Angeles? Yeah, I grew up grew here. Up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In We're the valley. In the valley. Yeah. Uh, North Hollywood I grew up in. Okay. So. Yeah. And your uh, dad is Walter Koenig. He was Chekhov on Star Trek. Yes. For anybody who doesn't already know that. Right. Um, how much... So in addition to... Like, let's let's jump ahead to what your family dynam- dynamic was like when you kind of got into adolescence and like where right. your head was and what you were into. And so... Because I know Andrew was four years older than you, so he was sort of not. Yeah, like as much in, maybe in by the, the time I was in high school, my brother was lived in Canada, so I kind of like, as I was telling you old, earlier, kind of like became an only child all of a sudden because I was the only one there. Yeah, but um, you know, I was just a really stressed out teenager. I would cry every Sunday night in junior high, like I didn't want to go to school, oh. and it wasn't like I was picked on or honestly, it wasn't like I was bullied. I just, I just wasn't happy. I was just, I just, I don't know. I just felt like I, well, I had zero boy attention. So I guess that was really most of it now that I think of it. And that's fair. Yeah. Especially that age yeah. to be, you know, upset about that. And- yeah. So my mom would be like, well, you don't have to go to school tomorrow. And I'd be like, that doesn't help anything. You don't understand. Then I'll fall behind. And then like, so I was so stressed out that I was like, I can't not go to school. You're so irresponsible. Like, yeah, it is amazing that she was just like, well, listen, I don't like to see I you I think sad it was just like every just, once in a while. I don't yeah. think she, you know, it, you know, but she, my mom was always jokes that she like 
wanted me to play hooky or something. And I was just so self-disciplined and like, you know, largely I think from ballet and my own personality. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I joke about this, but it's true. I used to do my lunch during my homework during lunch at school so that I could, but honestly it's not that uh, I did it so that because I always had ballet after school. Got it. So that after school, I'd go to ballet and then when I came home at night, I could watch sitcoms. So Understood. I didn't have to do homework. So yeah. there was, you know. You figured out the structure that I worked I figured out you. the structure that worked for me. And it wasn't like I did it all the time, but I know I did it sometimes. Or I would do homework from other classes in that class, you know, because I knew what was going on or whatever. But still, yeah, it was definitely important <laughs> enough to you to make sure you got the homework done. Yeah, and, yeah. I needed free time. So, um, which is so funny because Oliver already has homework in first grade. And we have to separate it by like, let's do this and then we'll have a break and let's do this. And, we'll, and I'm like, don't you just want to get it all over with? Like, yeah. But he doesn't subscribe to that yeah. um, notion. But so anyway, I was, yeah, so I was just miserable. I was just very ugly as a kid and I had no confidence and um, yeah, it was just hard. And I acted a little bit. I did a little bit of television acting. So that was always nice, but it was very, I wasn't like, an actor kid. Like it was few and far between. Yeah. And my brother was on a sitcom. He was on growing pain. So I felt like, where's my success? You know, kind of like I was jealous. Yeah. I remember like some girl who wasn't really my friend, who was like a popular girl saying something like, how's your brother? And I said, fine, how's yours? (laughs) Because I was like, why? You don't even know me. You don't even care. You're just like, my brother's on a TV show. Um, but uh, you know, were I, you around other kids? Like, I mean, I guess I'm just wondering because of the, this town. Were you yeah. at a school where at least other, like, you know what I'm saying? Were you the only? Were you unique in the experience of having like this brother who was on the successful show? Yeah, or, I mean, I don't remember anyone yeah. else who. So it wasn't like Hollywood High, where like no. everybody, you know what I mean? No, like, I mean every there was other an, person is on a thing. No, there was another girl my age who we would go up against each other for things, which mm-hmm. was weird because she was popular in school and I wasn't. So we see each other at the audition after school be like hi you know like we knew each other I mean we were friendly but yeah she was a popular kid and I was not a popular kid so it was sort of awkward and like um it's just such a weird thing you already feel so insecure about your looks and then you go on auditions as a child (sighs) and every girl there was perfect looking with like nice smooth hair and like you know looked together and I was a disaster with my thick black eyebrows and um, it was just like why put yourself there I so that's would, why parents are like ugh I do not want my child no I'm that. the same way and my parents didn't push me it was something I wanted to do but again why did I want to do that like it was because I guess it was rewarding when I did get the occasional I always joke that you know I always played the ugly best friend and then on uh, I was on this show called Life Goes On and I was on twice as two different characters playing two different ugly best friends. <laughs> oh, no. That's how Doubled that's up. how good of an actor I was. Um, <laughs> oh, that is rough. Yeah. By the way, Danielle is beautiful. It's oh, hilarious. Oh, you're very kind. But, um, but I, it, was, it was rough. I mean, it was not, <sighs> it was not all in my head. Yeah. Let me put it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but interesting that like, because it didn't necessarily, like, did Andrew, did, was the feeling that like Andrew was so delighted with his experience being on television that that felt like appealing to you or was it, were you No, able to he was, he, he was a malcontent. So it. he, yeah. you know, he thought it was a shitty sitcom and like wanted to do better things. You know, he's all of 17 or 18 right. or something. Um, 
No, but to me it was success, yeah. you know, and it didn't really. And everyone else around you that isn't him is right. also saying like, it's that success, that's right. success. Right. And my yeah. mother was not successful as an actor. She tried to be and still tries to be and never found success. So I think I was just terrified to death that that's what I would become. Yeah. And, and, you know, and she was resentful of my dad and his success and my dad never felt like he had enough success because Star Trek was a double-edged sword. And so there was just like a lot of discontent in my family. You think I would have gone running the opposite way into like mathematics or something more concrete. Um, That is interesting. That's a really good point. Yeah. But that's what I knew, you know, I knew acting and I knew ballet. I mean, I don't know why my mom just put me into ballet class when I was five and I just, it just stuck, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's what I knew, you know? Yeah. But so, you, but you, when did you start getting into kind of the writing side of things? Because that is, while right. very stressful in its own right, it's at least a little less, Such, all the stuff that you were talking about, which oh, is you know what? like, it's, it's right, it's on me, it's in me, it's yeah. me, you know what I mean? At least it's, writing has like the effect right. of, I made this, but now I can put right. it over here for you to criticize rather than like standing in yeah, front that's of you a good with po- you. No, that's of, actually a very excellent point. Well, I was, um, as stressed out and like weird of a kid I was, I was always funny and I knew I was funny and like that was my thing, you know, like I don't get boys, boys don't like me, but I can make them laugh, you know, I sound like a boy, but that's really right. what my existence was, you know, like, yeah. um, so, but it's so interesting, right? The ballet, because I think of myself as having been having this kind of boyish energy also, mm-hmm. but for me, part of that would have been like, well, I don't, I can't do ballet. I can't explain to you. I can't explain to you that dichotomy. It's so, it's so weird to me. Yeah. Because I didn't dress particularly girly. I didn't, I think I was, I felt like it would be a sham if I tried to be, I'm talking about in grade school. Like, yeah. if I tried to be girly, I would feel ridiculous. Yeah. Because I wasn't viewed that way. So I didn't want to like push myself on people. So like I wore my brother's hand-me-downs and, um, my hair was never combed. Like it's, it was just a mess. So, and then in junior high, I started wearing full length prairie skirts Bless. and straw hats with like a ribbon around them. Oh, like little house on the prairie. Sure, sure. I went a whole other way. I was yes. like, I'm girly. I'm not sexy in any yeah. way, <laughs> but I'm, this is my feminine. It was the weirdest okay. rebellious. I mean, yeah. every, I'm sure everyone thought I was bananas. Yeah. But, um, although I had one friend who kind of dressed like me, oh, I didn't wear that every day, but I, I had, say it sounds quite charming. I mean, oh, I had at least three long skirts. Yeah. Like prairie, prairie skirts. Skirt. Yeah. I think I did too. I definitely had a couple of straw hats with the ribbon around. Oh, and I didn't I even mean, watch Little House on the Prairie. I don't know where that came from. No, I didn't either. Well, that was the Christian show. And I always felt guilty <laughs> if I saw it at my friend's house. Like, you, it, uh, did you really? Yes. Because my, there was no God in my house. And my dad's an atheist and my mom would always be like, well, it's whatever you think it is. Like really annoying answers like that, which I'm sure I will give to my son soon, (laughs) as soon as he asks me. In that voice. Yeah. Yo, honey, it's whatever you think. Like, oh, okay, I'm an atheist. Um, But so uh, I remember I came home one time next from my next door neighbors. This was when I was very young, who were Christian, like Christian Christian. And I came home singing some Christian song or something. And my dad was like, what are you singing? And I was like, I don't know. You know, like I got in trouble. Um, 
<laughs> or something. And then, so yeah, so both of my best friends were, I mean, they weren't really religious, but they weren't Jewish and they weren't atheists. They were, you know, some sort of Christianity. Yeah. And so I would watch Little House on the Prairie with them, but I really felt weird about it because they would talk about God and there was a church and there was um, mm. a reverend or whatever that old dude was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was like, this is, you know, this is outside my so zone. Amazing Isn't that, that funny? House on the Prairie that was my was rebellious like show. Contraband. Yeah. 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 That's Isn't that so funny? It's like amazing. my South Park, but yeah. it was Little House on the Prairie because they talked about God. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, so I never watched it at home. But so, I just, Okay, so so junior high, long prairie skirts. What, what yeah. did you dress like when you were in high school? So in high school, I went to an arts high school. Okay. So I was like the most conservative because it was such a liberal, crazy school. The mm-hmm. people, you know, guys in dresses and... You know all sorts of craziness. So that's exciting to me. Still, though, it, that was, it was happening then. It was it was such a savior for me. Was it like, in the valley also? No, it it was. It's called Loxa, LA County High School for the Arts, and it's on the campus of Cal State LA. So okay. it was actually a long drive. So that was again like where's Cal State LA? So if you take the ten out uh, east and then like the five or something. I don't know. Oh, it's, wow. it's quite, it's like, so it's like further than USC and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Like from my house in the Valley, <clears> it was like a 40 minute drive each <clears> way. The school day was an hour longer than normal school. So I would like get home at five and then go to ballet class like Oof. at six or something. So yeah. it was, it was pretty you still doing your homework at lunch. I didn't do my homework at lunch. I think I did. I think that's when I did it in other classes. Or or was it also, is the curriculum like super different because it's an art school or was it like pretty the same? It was be a guy and wear a dress. The academics were, (laughs) the academics were not intense. Yeah. So a lot of kids didn't care about academics. I did. And I, you know, got my straight A's and did all that. Um, So, I mean, I took AP classes. So I guess they were as intense as whatever. Yeah. It just wasn't the same sort of emphasis. But we had all our academic classes in the morning and then we'd have lunch and then we'd have arts classes in the afternoon. That's interesting. Yeah. So I was in theater. Um, you could only pick one discipline. So I wanted to do dance and theater, but I couldn't. So I just did theater and then I took ballet after class, after school. So what were you, what was your question? Oh, I was asking oh, what, well, your sti- how I yeah, what your style was. I was oh. getting real superficial. So no, 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 it's not. It's pretty telling. I did a lot of like uh, penny loafers or I had like outfits, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. neat, like tailored, I think. I don't know. I remember this one felt mini red skirt or mini skirt that was red that was tight, but then had a little ruffle. And then I wore a white turtleneck with it. And it had like a strap that went across it or something. Uh-huh. And then I wore my hair in a ponytail that I made into like a bun and then put a ribbon around it. It was like a 60s kind of. Okay. It was just, I don't know what I was doing. It was, <laughs> I, it was very 90s. Now instead of straw hats, yeah. I was wearing like um, caps, like black caps mm-hmm. that I also somehow put a ribbon around. Like a beret, like a felt, like a like beret. a newsboy hat. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, yep. Mm-hmm. I, it was very nineties. Yeah, it was very nineties. I'm older than you. And it was penny loafers. Yeah, I don't know. I was doing. I was sort of conservative, but in my own like hip. What I thought was a cool way. Yeah, and still no boys in. Still no boys. Um, I, I. I mean, even with what you just described. I mean, really, like pretty, it's pretty fetching. Great. It's pretty fetching. I mean, it was a mini skirt. That's oh, the, also, I wore. Oh wait, this was the other outfit of choice. Leggings. This is the first time leggings were in leggings with like 
a hoodie sweatshirt mm-hmm. over it and okay. boots. Yep. That sounds like it's still what people wear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Did you ever wear men's boxers to school with like no. long johns underneath? No. I know I what you're talking did. about. Yeah. I was not that kid. I'm surprised. I look back and I'm like, wow, that was for sure something I did. Maybe I did earlier. It seems like I it seems going you know to what? J. Crew and like perusing the men's boxers and being like, these boxers with whales you know would be what? good shorts for me to wear long johns under. It's ringing a bell now. It yeah. may have done that in junior high. Yeah. It, it is now ringing a bell. I could see that with like a Henley or something. Well, now that I think about it, it's not really the long johns. I think are what like, <laughs> I do remember. For me. I do now remember. I think when I'm like, actually, they do have really cute men's boxers. If you got like a size that was like a couple sizes too right. big, it's almost like you're wearing a little patterned skirt or like a yes. skirt, and then you should wear some tights. I'm gonna ask you my friend Chantal that. because that does seem like something I wore. Now, well, that you're I think definitely about it. wearing men's underwear to school for like, sure. That's for sure happening yeah. in all its forms: long underwear, right boxers, yeah, jockstrap. Jobstrap. <laughs> Told you I was very boyish. Obviously. Um, obviously a job strap. That, that goes without saying. Yeah. So I had, I kissed a boy for the first time in high school and he was a year younger than me and I was like, oh, of course. Like the first time I kissed a guy is younger than me and I was not attracted to him. Um, so I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I was always attracted to the boys who weren't attracted to me, which was basically all the boys. Uh-huh. But, um, how did this one end up getting to kiss you? He was funny and we went to Disneyland on a date or something. And then he funny funny helps. He 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 was, but he was like goofy funny, like really, really goofy. And he was blonde. And I just don't I've just never been attracted to blonde guys. So <laughs> okay. it was just not gonna work. All right. It's and I'm trying to think if that's something that I would separate, <laughs> like distinguish from myself, but I can't remember. I can't oh remember no. About it. Yeah. I guess most of the guys I've dated have been brunette. Yeah. Well most guys are you know, yes, it's just the yeah. weird freak ones occasionally who are don't have enough melanin or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I was just like, oh, I just like wasn't into him. And I'm like, of course, the first time a boy likes me and I'm not into him. Or like in junior high, occasionally like this kid, you know, called me up and sang me a that's a moray over the phone. You know, occasionally weird things would happen like that. <laughs> but like always the nerdiest, geekiest guy. Yeah. You're like, oh, of course it's you. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then there was Bless a semi cool cool kind of guy who also he had a crush on me which was weird. And then I kissed him and I just wasn't into it either. I just wasn't into the guys who were into me. Mm-hmm. So I was I was just sort of at a loss. Did you have crushes on like um because I am going to segue this into mash at some point. Oh because you I to mash? The episode that you the episode that you listened to, I wasn't doing mash yet because it was pretty early on in my podcasting days. But you were going to be subjected in just a couple of minutes. Oh my god, I'm so to, excited! Uh, old school mash. Like, did you play this? Where like I give you three, I give you a category, and you give me like three choices. No, and we like eliminate. Oh yeah, well, this Wait, is going to be a whole thing. Is mash mansion mm-hmm. apartment shack? Yes, yeah. yes, I remember this vaguely yeah. from grade school. Yeah, but We're I don't definitely going to play. It. Okay, I'm excited. Um, so my question is, did you have like were there you know pictures on your wall, or was there something sur- or like does that does that translate like you know I'm thinking about friends of mine who had pictures of Kirk Cameron uh-huh. on their wall. Yeah. Because that was their ideal boyfriend. Right. I would never was, have done and that. And it was a fantasy. Right. But like here your brother was like on a show. Did right. that sort of ground things in reality that oh. makes you not have the same kinds of crushes oh, or do you still have them? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I had a crush on Michael J. Fox and yeah. stuff like that. But I, I would never have put posters on my wall. I would have found that way too dorky. And yeah. 
and embarrassing. Uh-huh. I would have been embarrassed for my parents to see. <laughs> I would have. I would have been like, uh-huh. oh, they don't need to know I have feelings about boy like yeah. i was just really uncomfortable with that whole notion interesting my friend and i used to joke about like i'm not gonna walk through the house with a razor if my dad's around like he doesn't need to know i shave my legs like <laughs> it's just like uncomfortable yeah um so but no i had i had a crush on a boy for like three years he was just didn't reciprocate except after school after like when i was done with high school yeah and then he reciprocated and it was too late sorry my life too late too late but um yeah, I just, I just uh, was an odd duck, you know. I just had no confidence, and then like the guys, I sent you a picture of me at prom. You know, that guy asked me to prom. Here's who asked me to prom. Okay, that guy, who was like, I, ha- I literally had to talk him out of wearing a blue tuxedo. Oh yeah. <sighs> uh, in 1990, <laughs> in 1991, it's not like this was the 70s, right? I mean, there was no Did reason he why think that he was being cheeky, like no, fun, ducky, I don't, sort of pretty in pink kind I, of stuff. I, I don't think so. I think he was just kind of like white trashy and didn't know. And then this other guy who was gay asked me out. And then after I had accepted this the white trashy guy, I feel like I shouldn't say the word white trashy, I guess. After I accepted from him, then the guy I had a crush on who had already graduated asked me. And I was like, well, I can't go with you. I already said yes to this other guy. And I was like devastated. But again, story of my life, like complete story of my life. Yeah. So... Years later, someone said, okay, so this guy who had asked me out, the gay guy who asked me out was named Paco. Don't know. So years later, someone said, oh, you know, Paco came out of the closet. And I was like, Paco was in the closet? <laughs> like, I literally had no idea. I thought it was just, he was, was gay, he was gay and yeah. a gay guy asked me to prom. Yeah. Oh, no, no. A gay guy trying to not be gay was asking oh, me out to prom. Okay. So that was like, oh, oh, great. Okay, so. I mean, I literally didn't even know it was an issue because yeah. when I went to an arts high school, a lot sure. of kids were gay. Sure. So it was, I, it was hysterical. I was like, uh, oh, wow. You would have been his beard without even knowing. I didn't know. I thought, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So. Bless. And then a guy younger than me. Oh, another guy younger than me asked me out. And I was like, you can't ask me out. It's not your prom. <laughs> You're a junior. Always the wrong guy. Always the wrong guy. All right. Let's start with Matt. I'm going to get into MASH um, because we're getting close to the hour mark and I, I right. want to make sure I get uh, some of this, this in. And so I'm going to start very traditionally with, um, I, I mean, listen, I, there there may not be a, a husband out there that I adore more than yours. Yes. Uh, all due respect to him. Yes. All, all due respect sure. to him. You can answer this question as the teenage version of yourself. Okay. You can answer it as the right now version of yourself. Some combination thereof. Okay. You are limited to nothing. If you tell me that you want uh, Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story sure. to be your husband, your fake husband, right. or your lover or whatever. I can't say that word. Um, it's the worst word ever. It's maybe the worst word ever. Uh, uh, or if it's like young Clint Eastwood or whatever, you're uh-huh. limited by nothing. Okay. So um, three, uh, three romantic choices. That I'm listing by alphabetical order. Is this no, no, M-A-S-H? This is just, basically, this is what happens at the end is I do a little like thing where um, we do a process of elimination. So it's like, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, cross out. 
One, two, three, four, six. Okay, so it has nothing to do so with you're letters. you end up with one of these guys. Okay, so these are guys that so I have had just, yeah, or do have crushes on. Any three you'd be happy to. Famous uh, people, obviously. I'm uh, not going to name like. It's more fun. <laughs> I would say it's more fun I'm not than name, someone. Like, yeah, a, a friend's listener, husband listener, or yeah. something. Okay. <laughs> that might be really well, fun. Well, I've always coveted. Um, <laughs> all right, so my choices are going to be super weird. I just love so it. you know. Listen, we've had some great weird choices. Someone has chosen Tim Curry from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I get that. Yeah, I get that. I do too. So there's no, yeah, there's no wrong answer. Okay. So my, it's not like it's current, but in my earlier days, my ideal, man, it's going to freak you out a little bit. You know, you don't know that. You don't okay. know that. Ray Liotta. Great. Someone <laughs> has already answered Ray Liotta. Seriously? Who? Alone. It was very recent. So maybe, oh, it was one of the girls from Mortified. I think it was... Yeah, I think it was Hilda from from Mortified. She, Unbelievable. she named Jeremy Irons, Ray Liotta, and another person that fits right another in there. Another creepy psychopath? Yep. Okay. Ray Hilarious. Um, I don't even know if this, these are my top three. These are just people who come to mind. Sure. This one's a little ridiculous as well. It's more than a little ridiculous. Mark Wahlberg. Great. Marky Mark. Great. Um, I'm very, very pleased with your answers. Thank you. And um, I do have a type, you know, um, who, okay, here's just one from childhood. Great. Here's just one from childhood, but the young version, not the current version. Yes. John Travolta. Great. How about John Travolta? Great. Greece, I acted out Greece with my next door neighbors, my Christian (laughs) next door neighbors, every single day of my life. Acted out the whole album. Yeah. Danny Zuko, you could end up Danny with Danny Zuko. Zuko. Oh. You could end up with Danny Zuko. You may not end up with okay. Danny Zuko. We'll I'll have to be see happy with happens. any of those. Um, yes, Jimmy is exactly like all of these guys. Yeah, right, isn't um, he? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's do, um, I'm, I'll stick with Tradish. Let's do uh, your second home, your vacation home. Can oh. be anywhere in the world. Oh, uh, Where would you, three, three places that you would love to have, like, and then we just flit it off to our... Blah, blah, blah. And don't worry if it's like, listen, if you want a little place in Australia, don't think about the flight to get there. Let's oh, I'm not going to think about I'm anything saying. like that. I'm um, saying this because you seem a very practical person. I want you to really stretch, <laughs> stretch the Mars. limits. Mars. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Someone just gave me shit because in my last episode, I framed, I was with Beth Littleford and I was like, someplace imaginary, someplace imaginary, like someplace like you could never have a, 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 a thing like Mars. Like, I guess I said Mars. Oh, really? Mars weren't real. Oh. Which is not really what I was saying, but Steve A.G. emailed me yesterday and was like, you're an idiot. Mars is a real place. Anyway. But you wouldn't live there. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly, A.G. Even if you could. Jesus. You have, to, you have to get a contraption. We need you criticizing my podcast. Right. I'm so honored that he listens to it, so never mind. Um, All right. Yeah, um, so three places anywhere in the world. Okay. I'm going to say I've never been there. But I'm going to say the Hamptons. Great. Why not? Because I watch Ina Garten, you know, the Barefoot Contessa. Uh-huh. And that just seems like a life that yeah, I should have. somebody's talking about their time in the Hamptons, no one's complaining No about one's complaining it. about that. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that's I one of the places. Great. I have no idea. I think it's great. Literally never been there. It'll be fun I'm when you get to that. like be blindfolded and then open your eyes at the side of your new vacation home. Yes. Great. Um, let's say Italy. Great. We went there for our honeymoon. Where did you go in Italy? We went to Rome. Um, and the other two famous cities. Like Florence and Venice? Florence and Venice. Thank Great. you. 
Loved. I've never been to Rome, but I went to Florence, Venice. Loved, love, love. Rome was my favorite. I gotta go to Rome. I don't think it's a place you need to live, but the history is just like, it's just, to me, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah. you're standing in a place that you've read about. Yeah. Like, since you were a child. That did is just the, unbelievable. Did you have the experience in Venice like I did, which I'm super ashamed of, which is you're there and you're like, I feel like I'm on a set. <laughs> so sad that it's a real very, place it has does been like, feel like a set it's been yes. it's been copied or like you yes. know vegas and like disneyland yeah, it's and a disneyland places. right right you get there and you're like there's no way this is just naturally how they built it's this bizarre city. yeah which leads me to my third place great it's a disney world no Fantastic. i'm joking Fantastic. um listen no. i would i would get on board for that probably i've never been to florida and i've oh disney world yeah i've never been to you disney only world. heard bad things um not to offend any of your it's listeners. You made a very loud sound just then. <laughs> okay, uh, third place. Um, um, uh, I'm going to pick another place I've never been. Great. No, that's that's way too cold. I can't go there. I can't what go there. Gonna I'm going to say Ireland, but I'm sure it's freezing. Oh, that sounds good, though. I'm going to say Ireland. Great. I've never even thought about this, but... Whenever I'm watching... This goes back to like this whole idea of what's in your genes versus what's your environment, but and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but... I do feel like because I have like a lot of Irish and Scottish, like I do, I do, I do get that feel. Like, which, with, I think, you know what? Maybe everyone does no <laughs> matter what when they hear bagpipes and stuff. <laughs> but I get like a weird, th- like that thrill oh. where I'm just like, oh, what's happening? I'm like really happy, right. really sad, all at the right, same right, time. Right, 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 right. Like, it feels like important somehow. Yeah, yeah. No, I've just heard it so beautifully green yeah. and peaceful it just seems very peaceful to me yeah tranquil. but then it also seems freezing and i you, know, you only go there at the time of year yeah. where it's pleasant. okay that's right. it's, it's as simple right. as that it's as simple as that. wear fair isle sweaters yeah there you go whatever that's there you right. go yeah, yeah. fair isle sweaters yeah, yeah. itchy that's in, immediately that well, i'm gonna itchy. layer so i'm not itchy Great. i'm gonna not wear long sleeve no the skin. not even close I, to the skin no i yeah. need to be comfortable at all times yeah great I'm, yeah i'm never gonna be itchy or cold no 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 um what about uh <clears throat> three skills uh that you wish you could just sort of wake up tomorrow and be able to do Ooh, like your son oliver can he can play guitar oh yeah he can just he play can. guitar yeah that's a great one it's got to be playing an instrument so le- what instrument would i like to play um piano great i took piano lessons but you know i wasn't so much into the practicing i'm assuming that oliver will be left your parents piano Oh yeah, he will be. <laughs> of, course, of course, Oliver will get the baby grand. That is a um, that's a quote from my mother. Yeah, that's a, just a, that's um, a. You know what? You should be listening to uh, Never Not Funny. Yeah, the um, addendum. Uh, okay, so you can play the piano perfectly. Great. Another. Oh, uh, make clothes. Great. Make clo- if I could actually sew and put things together. Yeah. I think that would be fabulously and enjoy fun it. Like, and enjoy like, yeah. it. I'm always like, impressed by people with practical machine. skills. Yeah. Like I'm always I am too. fascinated by people with practical skills yeah. because I have none. Yeah. And then I guess the other would be um uh well, that has to do with my real life, so that's probably no good. <laughs> um other skill that I could do. Like a sport or like a uh, or, Maybe. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, fantastical in the next category for okay. skills. Okay, so let's just say cooking. Practical. Let's just say great. I wish I were a great cook great. that loved great it. Great cook. Great. Give me three. Uh, give me three magical powers. Okay. Oh, um, being able to be content. <laughs> I 
That's not a magical power. You know That's what? That's a real life. Never Honestly, mind. Honestly, though, no, I'm putting it in there because... <laughs> Um, I think that Not it is second guessing everything I do. Is that yeah, a magical no, power? that's also a good one. No, but I think that's um, it. Sometimes it does feel that unattainable. It feels that unattainable, and it's yeah, it's like a yeah. In a way, it is just an extension of another skill because it is learning yeah. how to sort of right. be that. But if you right. woke up tomorrow and magically could yeah. just yes, like well, I gotta say, um, I gotta say, flight. Just because of traffic in Los Angeles. It's such a bear. Sure. Isn't it though? It's such a bear. It uh, really is. And how about, also it'd be great if I could bring Oliver with me. Because he's, my son is so into superheroes. It's crazy. Yeah. Like all we do is talk about superheroes. Like I I've, get it. It's it's insane. Um, it really strikes a chord in, in all of us, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. How about, um, how about Speed. Super speed. Let's love do it. super speed. Yeah, love it. Let's do it. Love, love, love it. Um, all right. Let's do... Uh, you were responsible for creating something that's like already in existence that's universally acknowledged as like really wonderful. Oh, okay. Uh, three things that you're like, oh, did you know that I, I created Mona Lisa? Yeah. Okay. So it could be like a building, a work be, of art. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. How about... Um, uh, well, my mind's going to different places here, so I'm. It's I'm, good. It's I'm, fine. Uh, oh, how about the oh the movie Modern Romance? Oh, I created what that. A great. Okay, movie. that's one of my favorite movies Fantastic. of all time. Fantastic! You did a great job. Thank you. It reminds me a little bit of Albert Brooks. A little bit. Well, people you know have said I mean? that I'm the yeah. West West Coast. Yes. Yes. Albert Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say that as well. Yes. I would say that. Um, how about uh. Oh, those meters, the parking meters that you can put in a credit card oh, and not money. they really are lifesavers. I really think that's the best invention oh, of my lifetime. answer. Oh, I think that's, that's my an favorite. answer, but it's, it's so It is, accurate. because I never have well, the San Francisco answer also. Do they have that in San Francisco? Yeah, and it like, it now parking is like 25 cents buys you five minutes, so you really need a credit oh. card one. Otherwise, you're just feeding yes. the meter all day. Yep. But I mean, it's changed my whole approach to... I mean, it's just not stressful anymore. Yeah. Like, it used to be such a stress. It really I, did. That I was a, go thing, in, a real thing. Like, oh, I have to go in that place and get changed and hope I don't get a yeah. ticket in the time it takes me to get yes. changed and they're not going to give me change and I'm going to have to lie. You've created something genius. Thank I'm you. I'm proud of you. And how about, um, oh, I'm just, this just came to mind, so I'm just going to say it. How about Homeland? Great. Great. Very The addictive. movie, not the concept. I mean, the TV show, not very, the concept. Very, very addictive okay. uh, yeah. show. Yeah. No, love I noticed it. I didn't pick anything important. <laughs> I didn't pick a life-saving drug or microfinancing. I just, yeah. I don't know what mine would have been, but they probably would have been even less useful yeah. than what you come up with. Yeah. Um, okay, how about uh, three fictional, like, like, parental figures from movies or from or from uh even someone else's parent or like you know someone in a book oh michael landon from little house and Fray, whatever oh. uh that's his name right yes but like three like three you end up with one that's sort of like the kind of parent that you would always it would be nice to just have okay. that sort of like wise I've got one. comforting great person i've got one stephen keaton from Family Ties. Great. Michael Gross. Yeah, he's adorable. He was the best. Um, 
Okay. Uh, wow, this is tough. Um, Someone recently said, and I think that they're not wrong, might have even been, I don't know. I haven't done this category too recently, but maybe I did. Uh-huh. Um, or like some version of it where it's just like your your best friend or whatever. Like like almost most of the characters Meryl Street plays. Like there's just, <laughs> when someone have, brings that warmth where you oh, just feel like there's that yeah. person that's like, you know what? Somehow they're going to make me feel like everything's going to be But not okay. Kramer versus Kramer. But not Kramer versus that's Kramer. Just... Probably not the Devil Wears Prada. Probably right, not. right. Uh, okay, let me say, oh, I just think I just had one. And then I, oh, this is stupid, but th- uh, she just always seems so calm. Uh, Shirley Jones and the Partridge family. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Shirley. What's her name? Her, must, her name must have been Shirley Partridge, right? I guess it was. Did they mostly have their first? It just seems like she was such a big star that her name would have been yeah. Shirley, but I could be wrong. I just, we definitely know who we're talking about, though, yeah. for sure. And, um... I'm trying to see. Can I go older? Can I find something from the 20s? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, 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 um. No, but it's good because you're thinking about stuff. That, I mean, you, th- those both make sense because you're thinking about people who are iconic in that way when you kind of maybe needed it more. Yeah, super it, calm know? and like yeah. Uh, fun. Yeah. Um, I totally get that. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say, but she was a terrible mother, so that doesn't really make sense. I was gonna say like a character. I I was gonna say Cher and um, but it doesn't make any sense. The movie with Winona Ryder. Oh, mermaids. Mermaids. I still kind of get it. She was sort of fun, right? Yeah. She was like really irresponsible. Fun. Yeah. So we'll say Cher and mermaids. That's that's a totally different way to go. That's a good answer because that's like the wild card one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a weird wild card, right? How about um? Three, I, I'm going with the, I'm going with an old staple, an old standard here because I'm always interested in the answer. Three foods that you can access uh, whenever you want with no ramifications. Like could mean oh that uh, I wouldn't gain weight. You wouldn't gain weight, or yeah. you know you're don't you're allergic to it, but you can, and you can't have it anymore. You oh, I see. It. Yeah, yeah. It's just like something that you can hardly ever find. That you, like you want to get a great caramel apple, but you can't find any. Oh, okay. Who has one? Or All right. there's some pasta you had in Rome. That you I was going to say the first thing that came to mind was spaghetti, uh, like angel hair pasta with yeah. olio og- oglio olio. Is that yeah. what it's called? When uh-huh. it's like garlic and oil. Mm-hmm. That's what I would pick. Great. If I could eat that every day, I would. If it, there were, you know, no ramifications. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I just need two more like that. Chocolate mousse. Great. Oh, that's right. With the chocolate. Perfect. Yeah, I'm a little bit. Great. Great. And um, what is something I wish I could? I guess just, you know. Oh, Baroni's pizza. Oh, great. Do you know Baroni's? I don't, but I've heard. I mean, uh, I haven't, but I've heard it's, it. It's the best I've ever. heard it beloved. Yeah. In the past. Okay, great. And then... Um, Notice how the food was the easiest one for me to come up with? Uh, Everything else I struggled oh, with? Oh, please. Why did I ask the question? I could talk about food all the time. Um, uh, all right. Uh, this is the last one. I don't know if this is going to be a successful question or not because you might be like, oh, no, no, no. I have no interest in this at all. Okay. But because I know you can't ever have pets. Yes. What are three pets that could be as fantastic and ridiculous as you want or as like okay. grounded as you want? It could be like, I wish I could get a hamster for Oliver. Okay. Or it could be like, I wish I had a unicorn. Okay. Three. A lion. Fantastic. They just seem so snuggly. <laughs> yep. A giant. This is what I've always wanted. A giant old English sheepdog that will knock you down when you come into the house Hilarious. with love. 
that's what I really want. Adorable. And um, well, you got to go panda, don't you? I think you probably you have do. to go panda. I, I just want something do. adorable. Um, I love animals. I just can't have them. Yeah, uh, Jimmy is allergic. That's the my husband is severely that, like, allergic to all animals. There's no religious reason or anything. It's just a, no an allergy situation. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, I'm gonna do this little thing that like determines the number that I use for process of elimination. Okay. So I just need you to tell me when to stop. Am I supposed to do something now? Yeah, just like oh. tell me when you want me to stop. Uh, stop. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so I have eight. So I'm pausing this. Okay. Do this, I'm tallying it up. Okay. Then the results. Okay. Then we're done with the podcast. Okay. That's how this is going to work. <laughs> okay. Uh, it will seem as if no time has passed. Okay. So uh, what we just experienced was, uh, for some reason, me um, reading these match results and then something going wrong with GarageBand. So like we lost about five minutes. The answers where I was were so explosive. Results, just, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't want Danielle to have to act like she doesn't know what the results right. are. So this is really more of us communicating to you as a pair right. uh, what, what the outcome what it of the ended match up game with. was because that just seems a little more honest. All good stuff. By um, so I'll let you, what, what do you, what's the first thing that you remember that I told you about uh, for your the near future? First one was that I can sew and yes. make clothes. Wonderful seamstress. Yes. I'm a wonderful seamstress who can fly. And you can also fly. Yes. We determined that you were going to uh, make and deliver clothes via your flight. Yes. And then you said that you wanted to collect your million dollars, which I am so like old school that in my mind I thought, how is she going to carry a million dollars back? Because I was imagining like Fanny suitcases pack. full of money. Fanny pack. Instead of just a check. Check. I like, think a to check. Me, that's people get paid, I guess, in I, I cash th- now. I think these <laughs> I think these wealthy um New Yorkers yeah. or whoever I'm flying to. I, I think they'll have a check they, or they a credit card. Have, maybe I'll have probably have a check. maybe I'll have a red box. Is that what? No, what is it called? I don't know. What is that? Red square. Square. A, oh, square. Where you square? Like, There's no red in something it. On your, yeah, I'm gonna have a oh, square no. thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's no red. There's in no it. red in it. But we still got there. We did. We definitely. I'm gonna have there. one of those. That's that's part of my powers. Yeah. Is that I have that <laughs> and I can run a credit card, so I don't have to red carry millions of dollars. That's great. This is a great. This is a great superpower. Yeah. So we know that you make clothes and that you fly. We like the sort of difference between the this very practical earthy skill versus like this very wild great being able to fly skill. I definitely also told you that you wrote the movie Modern Romance. Yes. Responsible for that. Very exciting. Very cool. I think I can retire on that. I mean, if I did that, I don't have to keep beating myself up for not coming up with more stuff. You did it. You did fine. Yeah. A masterpiece. You don't have to beat yourself up. Right. Um, and then I expressed to you that you had a pet panda. Yes. That you probably don't keep inside your apartment in Ireland. Right. That's right. Okay. So I have a flat in Ireland or whatever it's called. a flat in Ireland. I just want to think of it as a small country town that's still very like sweet and quiet. I love it. And maybe you're like... Right, like near a bakery so you can smell yes. the bread being made in the morning. Yes. Because what I thought of when I said apartment in Ireland was like one of those movies where everything's really dark and sad and like oh. the IRA is setting bombs off all the time. Yes. And like you hear people screaming from your apartment. Right. That's not what you have. That's not what you have. <laughs> That's not what I have. That is not what you have. Okay, thank you. You did not end Daniel up Daniel Day-Lewis won't be showing up. He will not. Okay. Don't worry. With scarred face. he is okay. in every one of those Yeah, movies. right. Okay. Um... Uh, but you yeah, you definitely do have a panda, and then you I think you said, well, listen, the panda can wander around in the green. Wa- and Ireland. then I can, you know, because everyone knows pandas can survive outside of China. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that I will go fly to China, get some bamboo, yeah, and bring it back for him, or possibly just fly to China to visit your panda. 
No, I want him with me. I want to wake up every day this and snuggle with, with a panda. Just about anywhere. Yes. And certainly with you. I don't think he can't survive in China. They're in zoos all over the world. I feel like everyone always, like, they can, I guess they can't, but they're having trouble having baby pandas. They're also having trouble having baby pandas in China. Yes. I mean. We just have a panda crisis. We have a panda crisis on our hands. I don't know why it's not the thing that we all talk about every single day. That's probably what the emergency. Uh, I think that's what the alert was about. The emergency about. alert yeah. was about pandas. Uh, we're still short on pandas. <laughs> <laughs> thank god i was i know i could do oh something oh my god um uh, uh and then you were like well i guess i'm just hanging out in uh, uh ireland in my apartment with my panda and i was like no 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 right you're not alone you have a partner and your partner is ray Liotta, <laughs> which brought to mind that you know he might be getting in brawls at the local pub i think there's and or chance. murder <laughs> like, there's a good chance he's going to hide a body somewhere there's for sure inside but- the panda possibly <laughs> Like a tauntaun. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't know. They, they're warm. Or, uh, anyway. Yeah. I appreciate that extremely nerdy reference. Thank you. For sure. Uh, yeah. He will uh, for sure be causing trouble. Yeah. But he will be sweet to me and the panda. Yes. So everything's yes. fine. Yeah. Everythinging's fine. Yes. Well, so you're, you're going to tame that wild beast. Yes. For sure. Uh, and the panda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and I said, listen, if anything goes wrong, um, you can always just unload your woes on your uh, father figure, St- Stephen Keaton. Ah, uh, so nice. a nice, hot, piping just, Peroni's pizza pie. Yes. Oh, my God. With and artichokes. That's the worst thing in the world. Oh, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. This life is working out. It's really come together nicely. I think it's, I think it's all going to work out. Oh, it's definitely all going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's up to you whether you make yeah. this work for yourself. But right. This is going to take. <laughs> I place. just have to manifest my panda dwelling. You can be anything you want to yes. be. If that you can, means right. you want to be a flying exactly. seamstress who has an There's apartment no and a panda limits. in Ireland, yeah. There's zero. You just limits. have to visualize just it. Secret on it. Yeah. Just secret. Secret. Secret on it. On it. Exactly. Um, exactly. All right. So this really is the real end of the podcast. Now this is not yes. a fake ending. This did record. I'm pleased to say um, it has been a, a delight and a joy. Um, please give my best to your adorable family for loaning you out to me. I will. Um, and enjoy uh, the soccer game. No, we okay. are. Oliver is marching in Ooh. a parade today. Oh, that's as right. A, as a member of his Cub Scout troop. Great. Which we are constantly toying with quitting. Yes. But don't tell them that. Well, I'm glad that you didn't quit before the big parade. No, we got to do the parade. Well, you know, to be able to march in that. I love a parade so we are gonna we're gonna march along with him in his little loud and proud a cute little outfit so fantastic we're all good uh i'll see you there i don't know where i'm I'm suddenly yeah come meet us um and uh and and oh god yeah the playbook that's what we okay so i'll try to quickly explain it there's a channel called playboy plus they had the show called um foursome where they got two guys and two girls to be in a house for 24 hours applied with alcohol and weird sex games and they see what happens they took that show, made it for some walk of shame where comedians come on and comment on the doings. So okay. I do it regularly. Oh, yeah. God, Matt, you don't have to feel any guilt at all. About oh, no, no. Being snarky about something like no. That. I mean, there's great. a little guilt because for sure some of these women have been damaged. Well, I guess that's true. So, yes, there is some amount of guilt, but. <laughs> So is my career so far. Uh, <laughs> everything involves snark on some level. But uh, Dana Gould, I know, has done some. Nice. Um, Matt Weinhold is the head writer and he Love it. And he does some. And so it's really funny and really funny people. And it's just, if you can find it, yeah. bless you, have By fun with means, it. It's go check ridiculous it out. and funny. That's amazing. But And there is full frontal. And Not of us, yeah. but of the... <laughs> 
of the dumb so people. It's so weird if yes. you guys had to be fully that nude would be as you just so stood and made fun yeah, yeah. of what was going right. on. Right. But it is funny because as you're in the office, you know, you will just regularly see video screens of naked people. So right. it's good. Yeah. Right. Parking validation. Right. Should be. <laughs> there's, there's a vagina. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my two favorite things, yeah. parking validation. I know, vagina. right? Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, uh, thanks again. Thank you. It was a blast. Nice. We'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Okay. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.